0: Good morning and welcome to Sunday morning with love and action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope your day is off to a good start. Hope your weekend's been going well. I want you to know I do not take for granted that you take the time to tune in on Sunday morning. Maybe this is your first time tuning in. Welcome. I know others tell me they listen either on their way to church or when they're leaving a church service. We have delivery drivers, food delivery drivers who Tell me that they listen because they're not able to go to church because they're working. And so they listen. We hear from the homeless. Our homeless friends listen. We hear from people who are in prison who listen to the radio. We hear from people from all walks of life. And that's awesome because you know what? Jesus loves each and every one of us the same. We serve an awesome God, don't we? Hallelujah. Last week, I know, was the big celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Churches were filled to at least as much as they could be filled with the COVID restrictions and whatnot, but definitely a lot more than last year because last year uh, churches were closed. And now we are beginning to get back to some kind of normalcy. There's still a lot of things out there that's not normal, such as wearing masks. But, uh, you know, that mandate has been uh, dropped as well, but it's still people's choice to wear masks or not. And I would just ask you to respect the person who wears a mask or the person who doesn't wear one. It's our choice now if we're going to wear it or not. And if you're one of those people who are just anti masks and you're a believer in Christ, I want to encourage you in this. If you have an opportunity to share Jesus with somebody who's wearing a mask, then I encourage you to put a mask on because that will make them feel more comfortable. And However we can share Jesus with people, with a mask, without a mask, whatever, it's an opportunity to share. So let's share Jesus with people. And as we continue to see uh, kind of a normalcy come back as we're getting through COVID, we're not through it yet, but as we're getting through it, I really want to encourage you to share Jesus. We need to share him. People are looking for hope. They're looking for reasons to, to live after going through such a a tough year. And some people went through more than others. And so the opportunity is there and it's here to give people hope. And the only hope is Jesus Christ. So I just want to sh- share with you, encourage you to do that. And today, that's what we're going to talk about is how to witness. Uh, I talk a lot about, teach a lot about, preach a lot about the Great Commission. A lot of people Unfortunately, I don't know what the Great Commission is, so I teach on that a lot. But today we're going to talk about witnessing and and implementing Scripture and our testimony into witnessing and how to go about doing that. But before we do, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we love you. And I just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for your Son, Jesus. Thank you for the salvation that you give us. Jesus, you paid the price. You did everything for us, even rising back to life to give all who believe eternal life. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father God, may your Holy Spirit teach us this morning, lead us into all truths. And Holy Spirit, thank you for empowering us to live this life as Father God, you want us to. You give us everything we need, Father. I pray that we will be obedient to your word that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only. And Father, I pray for each person listening today. God, you know their situations. They may be going through a tough time. They may be going through a great time. But either way, God, I pray your blessings upon them. Lord, I pray for for Lord, just for each person to feel your presence with them. And for those who or seeking, they they haven't given their lives to you. I pray today will be their day, that they call out to you, Jesus, and give their lives to you. Father, I praise you. I love you, and again, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen. You may have heard of the Great Commission, and if you are a regular listener to this program, you've heard the Great Commission quite a bit, because I just love teaching on the Great Commission. But if you're new to this program and you, you may not have heard of the Great Commission or maybe you've heard of it but don't know exactly what it is, it's a commandment from Jesus to go and make disciples. And maybe you have heard of the Great Commission and you know it's Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, but you've never been taught how to make disciples. And if you have been taught, then get, it's time to get to work if you're not already going out and telling people about Jesus and making disciples if you haven't learned the Great Commission, then it's time to learn. If you attend a church that teaches how to witness and how to make disciples, then get involved. Get involved in that process. If your church doesn't teach how to witness or how to make disciples, then I encourage you to find one that does because that's a church that's, that's alive, that's teaching the Word of God because if we aren't teaching people how to witness and how to make disciples then the gospel's not going to grow and that's that's the key to it all is sharing Jesus with people who are lost and on their way to hell so their eternal destination can be changed and they can have eternal life with Jesus Christ so today we're going to talk about how to witness because we have to witness we have to tell somebody about Jesus lead somebody to Jesus before we can make a disciple out of them. But let's start out with the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Remember, it's the great commission, not the great suggestion. It's not a church event or just a ministry outreach, though that can be a piece of it. But it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of living for Jesus, telling people about Jesus, making disciples. That's what Jesus commissions us, calls us, commands us to do. But again, before we can make disciples, we have to witness. We have to tell others about Jesus. And Acts chapter 1, verse 8 tells us about that. Just before Jesus ascended to heaven, after he died, rose again, he's talking to his disciples and he says, "...but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth." So Jesus is telling us, he's told he told his disciples right there, but he's telling all who believe in him that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And because of the power that he puts in us through his Holy Spirit, we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I look at that as I don't live in Israel, so Dothan is my Jerusalem. Then we have Judea. I look at that as, as the U S or I'm sorry, the Southern region of the U S Southeast region and Samaria as the U S and to the end of the earth. Well, anything outside of the U S. And so God empowers us through his Holy spirit to be his witness. So you may ask, how do I witness? Glad you asked. (laughs) First of all, we need to Always, always be ready to share the good news. And that's the gospel. Gospel means good news. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect." I think that last part is so important. Gentleness and respect. As we share the good news, we need to be, be gentle. We need to have respect for others, but we need to share the good news. Now, the gospel in, in some situations or in some areas, of even of the U.S., but of the world as well, you can get a hostile reaction, but you can still be gentle and respectful. But, still share the good news. Whether the listener is wanting to hear it or not, we've got to share the good news. So how are we always ready to share? Well, by being in God's word. I encourage you to read his word daily and take time to study the word of God. That Being in his word daily, that's so important. We have to set aside a time. And you know what time is good for you. Maybe it's first thing in the morning before you get busy. Or maybe it's late at night. Whatever your time is, be sure to make time to spend time in God's Word. We make appointments. We have calendars that we put appointments in. Maybe it's a doctor's appointment. Maybe it's a meeting at work or what have you. But we got to make an appointment with God. We've got to Make that a priority and be intentional of seeking God and being in his word. We have to have the word of God inside of our hearts. And if we're not reading it, we're not studying it, it's not going to be in our hearts. Now, we, we need to be involved in a church. We need to be listening to the word of God. But we have to feed ourselves. I always tell people, if we only ate food once or twice a week, we'd be very hungry. And that's the same thing spiritually. If we are only listening to the word of God from a pastor on a Sunday, and maybe even on a Wednesday, and that's it, well, our spirit is is going to be hungry. So we have to feed the word of God. You, you remember Jesus when he was tempted by Satan in the, in the wilderness? In Matthew chapter four, verse four, he, he tells Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God's word is so important, and we have to be in his word. And Paul wants Timothy to make sure he understands that. And we read that in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. And if you're not familiar with Paul, or the Apostle Paul and Timothy, well, Timothy was one of the ones he mentored, and he was spent a lot of time with Timothy and and just really poured into his life so he could carry on the gospel because Paul knew he wasn't going to be around forever and he he knew he wasn't going to be around for long. So he really poured into Timothy and he tells Timothy here in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. You don't have to be a Bible scholar, but you have to be in the Word of God, asking the Holy Spirit to teach you. That's important. As we read the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, to lead you into God's truth of His Word, because all of His Word is true. But the Holy Spirit, one of the many things that He does is teach us. So ask Him to teach you as you read God's Word. We need to be a part of a body of believers where God's Word is preached, souls are being saved, and disciples are being made. Paul is telling Timothy in this verse to be in a zealous pursuit of God's approval. And one way to do this is to make sure we handle Scripture correctly. So we need to know God's Word. We need to study it. How important is God's Word to you? Ask yourself that. How important is the Word of God to you? Again, make that time daily to be in God's Word. And again, you don't have to be a theologian, you don't have to be a pastor. You just need to be in God's word and start putting it in your heart, but also applying it to your life. Because if we just read the word of God and never applied it, it wouldn't be doing us any good. So we have to apply his word to our lives. And James tells us that to be doers of the word and not hearers only. So we need to be in God's word so we, we can share his word with others. We need to know his word so we can share it. So that's, One way that we witness is through sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, through sharing God's word. Another way is our testimony. Be ready to share your testimony. A great example of sharing your personal salvation testimony is found in Acts chapter 22. Now, I'm not going to read that today. It's a little lengthy, and we just don't have time to read it. But I encourage you to read where the Apostle Paul, he's sharing his testimony is what he's doing. And, and he's telling, telling us his testimony in three parts. First, how his life was before Christ, before he surrendered to Jesus. If you don't know about the, the Apostle Paul, before he was the Apostle Paul, he was a, a huge enemy of Jesus Christ. He did not like Christianity, and he persecuted Christians even un, uh, unto death. And then he had the road to Damascus experience with Jesus. And again, read it for yourself and see how he came to Christ, gave his life to Jesus. And then the third part is he shares his life after Christ. What what his life is like, the transformation that's taken place. And and there was obviously a huge transformation from being an enemy of Christ to being an apostle for Jesus Christ. And so we get from his example that, that we can share our testimony in three parts. What were our lives like before Jesus, before we we came to Jesus? When and how did we surrender our lives to Jesus? That's number two. And number three, how have our lives been after surrendering our lives to Jesus, you know, a change, a transformation had to occur. And now that transformation keeps going. We don't just say, okay, I've arrived. because no, we haven't. Jesus wants to keep transforming our lives because we want to be more and more like him. And so that transformation is going to continue. But our testimony needs to show that, Hey, this is how I was before I surrendered my life to Jesus. Here's when and, and how I gave my life to, to Jesus. And now here is how he's changed me. Here is what he's doing in my life. Here is what my life is like now. And so I would encourage you, and I do this in our discipleship classes at Love and Action. I have those who are going through T for T to write down their testimony on a on one piece of paper. You can use the front and the back if you'd like. Write down your salvation testimony on a piece of paper, and then. Read it and, and practice it. Practice telling a spouse or, or or a good friend your testimony. And the reason why we say one piece of paper is because usually we only have about three to five minutes of somebody's time to share with them. So they don't have time to hear a long testimony. Now, if they do, well, praise God. Expand your testimony. Share your testimony at, at a greater length. But be ready to share three to five minutes. And what I do is somebody reads their testimony in our class, I'll I'll time it and then let them know how long it took. And then we talk about the testimony. And an important thing I want I want you to understand about your testimony is don't share or spend most of your time talking about how you were before Christ. It is so easy to glorify the sins of our past before we come to Jesus. We want to let people know how we were, but we don't want to spend most of the time on that. But share that, then let's share how and when we came to Christ, and then the transformation. Spend more time on that. What's different about your life? How have you changed? What What's Jesus done in your life? Now, I want to encourage you also, you don't have to have a dramatic experience in order to share a witness. Some people think, well, I've got such a boring testimony. I haven't done anything too bad, really in my testimony. So people probably won't be interested in it. Well, that's a lie. Don't don't listen to that because you don't have to have a road to Damascus experience or a test. You don't have to have a testimony of, of being delivered from a life of drugs and wild living. You may have lived a life that people in the world would say, Hey, that's a good life. You know, you didn't use drugs. You didn't steal. You didn't kill anybody. You're, you know, you're a good person. But here's, here's where it's at. It's the fact that we all need to come to Jesus for salvation, no matter if we've lived a quote-unquote good life or bad life. We all need to come to Jesus and, and have that personal relationship with them. So the fact that Jesus has changed your eternal destination from hell to heaven is an awesome testimony. So don't be ashamed of your testimony. Share it. If you have one of those testimonies where you were living you know a crazy life and, or a very dark life or what have you, you know, share it. But again, share the really focus more on, on, sal- on your salvation experience and life after coming to Jesus and, and how, he's, how he's changed your life. Because a personal testimony is so powerful when you share with somebody, especially if you're sharing with somebody who doesn't know the Word of God. Now, quoting the word of God is always awesome. It's always an awesome thing to do because his word is going to accomplish what it sets out to do. Uh, he, he tells us that. But the thing about a personal testimony is the one you're talking to, they, they can see you and they say, okay, this is a real person. And th- this person's telling me about this Jesus who totally changed his life. And so it, it means more to them. And the word of God even tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So our testimony is so powerful, so powerful. And now we've talked about, you got, we've got to learn, study, read God's word, right? And we need to be ready to share our testimony. Now, after saying all of that, again, I want to remind you, don't wait until you become a Bible theologian before you start witnessing to others don't wait at all. If you, if you know one verse and you can share that one verse and you can share your testimony, you are ready. So don't make excuses of, Oh, I don't know enough of God's word, or I I can't memorize God's word or whatever the excuses Don't, don't use any excuses. You know, your testimony, you can share that. So no excuses, right? Okay. Well, now you are ready to witness. You've been empowered by God. You're beginning to study his word and read his word, and you can tell your testimony. You're you're ready to share about Jesus. So now, how do you actually start talking to someone about Jesus and start sharing your testimony? Well, the simple fact of the matter is, any conversation can be transitioned into sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and sharing your testimony. For example, Say you're at work. You may not be allowed to tell people about Christ, proselytize at work. You know, there's workplaces that do not encourage that. And so, you know, it's your place of work. You need to abide by the rules. But there's ways to get around that, right? (laughs) You can still witness by your example. The way you live your life in front of people makes a huge statement and is a tremendous witness and when people see you not freaking out in stressful situations, they, they don't hear you cussing. You know, that's different, and people do notice that. Maybe it's how you were before you got saved. Maybe you were a very stressed-out person. Maybe you did throw profanity around like an artist, but now you don't do that. That's a huge change, and somebody's going to come up to you and say, what happened? You were like that, and now you're like this. Or they'll come up to you at some point in time and say, look, I notice you don't stress out. You don't freak out when things get tough. How do you do that? Well, right there opens up the door. I remember one time when I was uh, working in the newspaper business. I was a journalist for 22 years, and, you know, I'm not perfect. Okay. None of us are, but I've, I've tried to, to live my life for Christ since giving my life to him back in 1989. And I remember one time, one of my coworkers came up to me and said, and and, and she said, tears in her eyes. She said, I want what you have because she saw peace in me. She she saw that I, I didn't stress out in situations and, and I just had this peace, I had this joy about me. And and all of that is you know, is Jesus. And so I told her, Well, what I have is Jesus. And if you want Jesus, here's how you can have him and he can change your life. And we went into the break room and prayed and she surrendered her life to Jesus. So that's that's through witnessing through example. Now, the late Billy Graham, I remember he said one time, and this isn't exact quote, but this is the gist of his quote, is that if we can witness through our actions and through our words, then that's the most powerful witness there is. Because we can talk a good game, but if we don't live it out, then that talk means nothing. But when we're talking about the goodness of God and what he's done in our lives and we're living it out, then that's powerful. My mom has always said, this tongue twister here, she always says that a walk walks and a talk talks, but a walk talks louder than a talk talks. <laughs> she she says that to say, look, son, you need to live out your faith. Don't just talk about it, but live it out too. And so just through your, your actions, you can witness to people but now it's also important to talk to share the gospel because that's what Jesus tells us to do so we can't just witness through our actions we need to witness through our words as well at work or your family or friends who you know that they don't have Jesus in their lives pray for them pray for them make a list write their names down and pray for them uh, pray for them daily and if it's at work Mondays, people come in, they talk about the games or what they did over the weekend or what have you. Uh, yeah, you can join in that conversation as well and talk about how your favorite team did over the weekend, but but be sure to uh, talk about what God did in your life over the weekend. Maybe there's something that the pastor shared that's just so powerful and you wanted to share that and say, hey, look, I was at church Sunday and, and the pastor said this and it just really touched me. And I want to share it with you. And you can just get the word out that way too and talk about Christ that way. and if you have somebody at work you, you just really you really want to share with, but you can't do it at work, then ask them to join you for a cup of coffee after work or maybe before work. Uh, maybe have breakfast or, or have dinner together and share Jesus with them during that time and, and just be upfront with them look, just say, hey look, you're my friend and I would not be a friend. To you, if I if I didn't share my faith with you, because I want to see you in heaven. Just be upfront, be real with people. Most of them will listen to you, and if not, well, at least you planted the seeds in their lives, and that's important too. Paul says we plant and we water, and God brings the increase. So we can we can share through our actions, share through words. If you're out at a restaurant. A great way to witness to, to a complete stranger who's your waiter or waitress. And, and you don't have much time because they, they're busy, right? I waited tables many, many, many years ago, and you are very busy. But when they bring your food out, ask them, hey, can, you want to join us as we say the blessing? And then ask him or her for a prayer request and pray for that request. And then before leaving, just just ask, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? You'll be surprised how God can use that. I remember one time I was at the Hard Rock Cafe in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was a group, group of us guys there. And this waitress, great waitress. But every time she came to the table, I, I would share something about Jesus with her. And before we left that night, she fell on her knees right there in the restaurant and asked Jesus to come into her life, to come into her heart and save her. It was so powerful. And it's just through that interaction. You don't have much time, to, but just that interaction of sharing Jesus with somebody. And it can have a profound effect because her heart was obviously ready. Somebody or some people have obviously been witnessing to her, been planting and watering that seeds. And and when I shared with her, uh, she was ready. You never know when somebody's ready. So share the word of God with them, And we're running out of time. Um, I was about to get into some scriptures that we can share, but we will start at that point next week to talk about some scriptures that we can share. And quickly, I'll, I'll tell them to you and you can go look them up and we'll talk about them next week. But John 3.16, 1 John 1, 1.9, Ephesians 1.7, Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10. So we'll talk about that much more next week. I thank you for joining me this morning. Go out and witness to somebody this week. Let them know about Jesus. Let them know Jesus loves them. I just pray that you all have a great week coming up. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.